Hey, good morning and welcome. It's a, that's not Manic Monday, it's an absolute crazy Tuesday morning. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-9510-592. The website at allamericangold.com, and wow, what a you know, it's been a crazy 24 hours. It's been a crazy last couple of hours. Huge move on the trade dispute with China. And I got to call it like it is. You know, and I, I am a a fan of the president. I, I want to believe. I do. And, and, and I want to believe he's one of us and not one of them. But one of the things that that, uh, he was supposed to be, the great negotiator. Apparently, this morning, the U.S. trade representatives, I don't know, it's one of two things. And And I believe it's the first. Before I tell you what it is that they did, Obviously, the Dow was down almost 400 points yesterday. Uh, gold hit another six-year high uh, this morning. Silver broke out again. Silver got all the way to 1750. Uh, both gold and silver uh, are right now. Uh, well, here, here, I'll let, gold's down two dollars at uh, 15.03. Silver's down uh, eight cents uh, at 16.99. But they were. Gold was at fifteen thirty-two. Remember, I told you fifteen thirty-five. Hit at fifteen thirty-two this morning. Uh, in gold, uh, silver was at seventeen and a half, and the Dow was going to be down again. You know, not huge, but but probably down another hundred plus points or so when the big announcement came. I believe the president is. is you know, and I've said this before. He's kind of the Wall Street president. He cares a lot about Wall Street. And it makes me a little leery. I'll say that. Because we all know what Wall Street does. Wall Street is not indicative of Main Street. Right? Most of us out there, if we're in Wall Street at all, it's through a 401k. Right, and maybe a couple of you know we got some day traders out there. Uh, if you have the same luck that I do, right, you're not a very good day trader. <laughs> it never fails. I always say this: God has a sense of humor. He does. Matter of fact, I actually think he's probably a really funny guy. Oh wait, it's the it's the new millennial uh, person, not a funny person, because uh, you know I don't know uh, what he is, but. Uh, and I say that because when people say, is today a good day to buy? And I always use that line, God's got a sense of humor. If you buy today, it'll go down tomorrow. And if you don't buy today, I guarantee it goes up tomorrow, right? And everyone gets that. That's me with stocks. I've never had luck, right? I've never been uh, good at picking a stock. And, and usually if I buy a stock... Uh, it immediately goes down and then goes down some more on top of it, right? Because uh, that's just how it works. So this morning I get into work. Gold and silver are way up. And, and, I, and I'm and i like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Wait before I update all these prices on the website and do all that stuff. Uh, 
because I I knew when when gold spikes big before the U.S. markets open, uh, there could be a pullback and this and that. And I was waiting on we had uh, inflation data out this morning, so I'm here at five thirty in the morning and I'm waiting for it, and it, and it comes out and and uh, it's a little hot and. Gold and silver sold off a little bit, and I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad I waited. And then next thing you know, boom, it goes right back up. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I, I went and I updated all my prices online, all the shopping cart prices, did all that stuff. I went to the bathroom, right? I come back. I mean, I couldn't have been gone two minutes. <laughs> next thing you know, gold got to 1484. So here's the good news. And gold has now retested this 1483 number, 1483, 1484. That appears to now be uh, the new kind of uh, good resistance bottom uh, at this 1484. Silver needs to set one. So silver was $17.49, went all the way down to sixteen fifty. <laughs> Remember, silver's crazy. He's the crazy little brother. So, and now, of course, boom, silver all the way back now to back to seventeen. Gold's back to oh, over fifteen hundred. But just a crazy, crazy ride, all on the announcement that the U.S. trade representatives are going to delay some of the tariffs until the end. Well, until till Christmas. And I think they said December 15th, but obviously all the Christmas stuff will already be done. They wanted, uh, I guess, to save Christmas. Here's what was so funny. So they come out with this big announcement about, hey, some of the things that were on this $300 billion are for national security. Right? So we're not going to impose tariffs on any of the items that we deem are for national security. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, and of course, I would have thought, well, wouldn't you have exempted those from the get-go? But okay, I'm going to share with you why Apple and Nike are very happy with our president when we return. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So here's what happens. Like I said, I, I get here five thirty Arizona time, and you know, like I said, you know, gold, silver are up. Dow's, you know, gonna futures are down, but not a lot. And I'm not too excited about it. I mean, it's it's great to see gold. You know, gold and silver are going a lot higher. I, I think all of you understand that now. But at 6.30 Arizona time, so just for your time, is when you get economic data. So today was inflation data. And I wanted to wait because, you know, if it's a big surprise, you know, maybe it could correct. And, and, you know, I won't have to change all the prices and do all that stuff. So the report comes out, and it's a little hot on inflation. And, of course, you know, they've been selling this no inflation thing forever now. But really, but it's in line. It's nothing spectacular. And 
And as soon as, right, and always, always, the minute or two before the report, uh, everyone sells, you know, gold and silver. People, Some people take their profits and they don't want to risk it. The report comes out, and boom, gold and silver go right back up. So I'm like, all right, got to go in there, change all these prices. It maybe takes me five minutes. you know. And, and they were up so, to the point I had to change every price. And after I got done, I went to the bathroom. I come back, and bedlam has happened. And I just see my screen. I got the uh, direct feed to Wall Street with gold and silver. Every time a contract's traded, right, boom, I get these blinks on my screen. And, and it's just going nuts. Almost 130,000 September E-mini S&P contracts changed hands in less than five minutes, starting at 9.45 a.m. New York time. Now, I'm going to just tell you, that's a incredible amount. It said that the the average for similar periods uh, are about five times less. So you think about it, there's a 500% increase because of the announcement made from the U.S. Uh, trade representatives. The headline came out. Everybody reacts, the algorithms chase, and the volume goes up, right? You know, this is all people stuff. So here's here's what they ended up doing. Here's what, what happened. They they said that they re- the U.S. trade representatives released a statement confirming that the tariffs will go ahead on September 1st, but... Tariffs on some products are going to be, uh, be delayed until December the 15th on the basis of health, safety, and national security. Right? And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay. That's kind of odd because... Wouldn't we have omitted those from the beginning? It's not like this trade thing's brand new. I mean, it's been going on a couple of years now. Right? And this was the, you know, we already had the $250 billion. This was the other $300 billion. You'd kind of think we would know what that was. Right? And so my initial reaction was, oh, okay. Bunch of algos. Uh, the computers just lost their mind. Right, they saw the headline and and uh, immediately said buy stocks, right? Because that's a buy stocks headline. But then I started to get the details, and then I realized it has nothing to do with health, safety, or national security. Right? Instead, it really has to do with Wall Street and a couple of real big companies. You may have heard of them. Apple and Nike. Some tariffs will take effect on September 1st as planned. Certain products are are being removed from the tariff list based on health, safety, and national securities. And then they threw in this line. This is the, uh, the part of the detail. And other factors. We will not face and will not face additional tariffs of 10 percent 
according to U.S. trade representatives in their statement. Further, as part of the public comment and hearing process, it was determined that the tariffs should be delayed to December 15th for certain articles. So here's what they're saying. Let me, let me explain this line to you. It's very important. Further, as part of the U.S. Trade Representative's public comment and hearing process, what that means is, remember when the president announced the tariffs will go into effect September the 1st, right? This is an opportunity for all the lobbyists to go up there and start crying, right? Oh, you know what? And I've said this all along. You never should have went there to begin with. Apple, Nike, right? Build your stuff here and it wouldn't have been a problem. But nonetheless, the president gives in. The products in this group, so forget about the health, the safety, and the national security. Forget about those. Products in this group include, for example, cell phones. Right? We know who that's for. Or matter of fact, isn't Apple doing the new 5G thingies, right? Uh, laptop computers. Video game consoles. Are we, uh, Really? Video game consoles, that's, there you go. Toys, computer monitors, and certain items of footwear and clothing. And they said that, uh, well, obviously this got Wall Street all lit up. And here's what I'm going to say on, on all, all of this stuff. China's got to be loving it right now. I think back to the G20 meeting when we delayed the whole thing the first time. Remember? Remember over the summer? And the president announced, hey, you know, we're going to try to make this. China's going to buy a bunch of farm products. And then what happened? They didn't buy them. So the president, after about a month of waiting, said, you know what, we're going to put these tariffs on. And China said, okay, go ahead. Right? Of course, China started uh, reevaluating the renembi and all of that stuff. And now, now we come out today and say, hey, you know what, we're going to delay. <laughs> we're going to delay these tariffs now. Right? China, China's got to be thinking, man. I don't know. We, you know what? I guess they read pre the president's book about the art of the deal, and uh, are using it against them because it does not feel like we're winning on this thing at all. Uh, the president was out on Twitter immediately after criticizing China for its suspension of U.S. agriculture purchases. A move announced on August the fifth. So, let me get this right. We stop tariffs on companies that turn their back on America. Because let's call it what it is. That's what they did. 
right? And they made up every reason under the sun of why it was that they couldn't hire Americans. Right? And then, of course, you know, like, oh, well, you know, it's Foxconn, not us. We don't own Foxconn. Foxconn doesn't exist without Apple. Do, do the farmers, are the farmers getting their their uh, products purchased? No. Looks like we just gave them another one. As usual, this was from the president, as usual, China said they were going to be buying big from our great American farmers. So far, they have not done what they said. Maybe this will be different. Of course, we found out it wasn't different. Here's one of the things I thought was was interesting. Uh, and they, they, by the way, you can get this list of products, uh, and it's a huge list of stuff. I guess maybe the, the, the president wanted to save Wall Street and maybe uh, make things for uh, Christmas uh, be a little, little cheaper. Through massive, this was the president again on Twitter, through massive devaluation of their currency, and pumping vast sums of money into their system, tens of billions of dollars that the U.S. is receiving is a gift from China, the president said. Prices not up, no inflation. And then this one got me a little, maybe I just don't know, because remember yesterday I was telling you about farm bankruptcies? Farmers getting more than China would be spending. Fake news won't report. So according to the president, the farmers are doing just fine. I don't know. That's just what he said. Um, China said they were going to be buying beef from our farmers. They haven't done so yet. And apparently didn't agree to do it again this time. So the news of the day, this is what got all the markets all crazy, was the, the United States has pushed off till December 15th. Now, granted, someone probably should have said, hey, why, why not just set the date then, right, initially? Uh, but all kinds of frozen Alaskan pollock and fillet. I mean, you should see this list. It's so big. Uh, I, I can't even tell you. I'm trying to get to the bottom here. Hold on. I'm scrolling, scrolling. It is over 50 pages long of uh, stuff that's exempt from the tariffs until the 15th. So a huge list of items. Here's all you need to know. Uh, The president saved Apple and Nike today. You know what was so funny was Caterpillar stocks up 4.5%, but they weren't on the list, right, because... I, I guess uh, the farmers aren't buying new combines for Christmas. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the, by the way, the Dow was up 400 points. So it essentially uh, took away yesterday's losses. Uh, gold and silver, like I said, are, are sitting right around uh, just under where they were. So they're, they're down this morning, uh, but they were up big, down big, now back to, to flat as uh, the trade tariff. I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at this from an outsider's perspective. Sure looks like we're getting our ass kicked. Right? We we went to the to the G20. 
First we did the whole 25% thing. That did nothing. We were, quote, unquote, 90% of the way to a deal. That was in April. And there was one guy sitting there saying, "That's it's not going to happen. Right? Of course, we know it was me. And if the story is correct, when they flew over to China in April, right? they, they thought they were going to get a deal signed. Right? Trade, trade war over. Instead, China handed them the 90% deal. And they did, like, uh, almost an insulting fashion, right? Like, we were like a little third grader. And China was our teacher, right? China is the, we're the master. And they put red lines, right? Red lines through the entire thing. Everything that they said that we had agreed to and said no. And now this... We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast launched by Phyllis Schlafly, who served as an articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Upholding that legacy and himself an author, national speaker, and attorney, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. News about Iran and Saudi Arabia has dominated the airwaves recently. The media attention on this violence in the Middle East managed to goad President Trump to send American soldiers to that region. But he should resist the temptation to become the world's policeman. The U.S. must not be drawn into another conflict in the Persian Gulf, regardless of an overhyped provocation. President Reagan stood patiently by as Iraq and Iran had all-out war against each other from 1980 to 1988. These conflicts halfway around the globe are never-ending, after all. Even Henry Kissinger famously said about the war between Iraq and Iran, It's a pity they both can't lose. It's time that the U.S. protects our own soldiers by standing aside while Saudi Arabia and Iran fight each other, if they wish. We've been staying out of an ongoing conflict in Yemen, and we should continue that successful approach in other parts of the world. Thanks to tremendous American inventiveness, capital investment, risk-taking, and a lot of hard work, the U.S. has achieved virtual energy independence. We do not need the Persian Gulf oil anymore. If European countries and Japan depend on oil tankers passing through the Strait of Hormuz, let those nations police that dangerous waterway. They are wealthy nations that can defend their own interests against Iran. Yes, we have grievances with this revolutionary government in Iran, as we do with many other countries in the world, from Mexico to China. Some Republicans were unsettled by Trump's scathing remarks about George Bush and John McCain, but most came around to support the man who's promised to drain the swamp in Washington. Now the swamp, also known as the deep state, is making a determined effort to tempt Trump into fighting a new world war against Iran. This temptation is akin to Satan challenging Jesus to jump off the lofty temple and rely on angels to bear him up. In other words, a leap of faith a leap into the unknown. President Trump should heed the words of our Lord Jesus in his response, Get thee behind me, Satan. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, we're back. 800-951-0592 is our toll-free number. Uh, And again, here's the problem. There's never going to be a deal. And, And I'm sorry. No one put a gun to all these companies' heads and said, go to China. Nobody did. I mean... They could have gone to Mexico. Right? Could have gone to Canada. Could have gone to to Africa. They could have gone to any other Asian country, right? It, it's not. But they went to China, right? Why? Because they're greedy, and they wanted hey, one point four billion of them, and only three hundred million of these, right? Let's let's get over there, and now we're supposed to feel sorry for them. No. This isn't a trade war anyway. This is a currency war. And really, it's not even a currency war. What it really is, it's the start of the end of the dollar. That's what this is about. Because if it was just a trade war, China would have agreed. Sure, okay, you're right. Right, kind of like all these idiots on TV will tell. Oh, oh, there's progress. There's no progress. I mean, the only progress would be is, is you know us caving, right? And and this is what it appears to be. So think about in late April, we fly over there, right? Stocks are at all time highs. You know, think about how many times in the last two years stocks have been at, at all time highs. A bunch of times, and and every time it ends up the same, doesn't it? And they gave us the schoolboy routine. Humiliated. Right? We're going over there thinking we're going to get a deal. And we're like, what's this? It's like, I just spent, you know, six months working on my thesis. And it's a thing of beauty. And the professor just gave me an F. Every point I made, he put a big red line through it. How did we react? Well, we we ramped up the rhetoric, right? And then we said, hey, in June we're gonna be at the G twenty. We're gonna we're gonna get something done there. We're we're gonna meet, we're gonna talk. Right, we're gonna get this thing back on track. That was what the mainstream media was telling you. Of course I was telling you, uh uh-uh. uh. Not going to happen. And remember what the president said then. Hey, we're going to wait on this other $300 billion. China's going to buy a bunch of agriculture products. I don't know why. I guess that's my country hick voice. And, and uh, they never did. Didn't buy a single thing. And so then the president said, hey, I'm going to put these tariffs on starting September 1st. And all these companies go and cry about how it's going to do this and that. And yeah, you know, Wall Street. Listen, I've told you a hundred times. 
the the companies that are publicly traded outside of a handful and it's a small handful they're global companies all of the dow right all of the dow you know uh again, walmart's still mostly here but every they're everywhere right most of the S&P 500, most of the Nasdaq, these are global countries. No, not countries, companies. Not U.S. companies. They love our laws. Right? They do love our laws here. And we try, by and large, to follow them where, you know, when you go over to China, that's not the law. And, and so now... We put that 10% on after China wouldn't buy anything. In other words, second time. Second time China reneges on a deal. Right? What's the house say? You know, fool fool me uh, once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So they've already done it to us at least twice. And then this morning, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, we decide to push back tariffs to, you know, I, and I get it, right? I don't want Wall Street to be down during the holidays, and uh, I don't want uh, the prices to get higher during the holidays, so December 15th. But again, the way China's got to be looking at it, see, if we just wait long enough, they'll give in. That's just, I don't know if that was, I, I haven't read The Art of the Deal, but I don't think that's how the book went. Anyway, uh, that's what happened, really hiding the more important news. Because like I said, this whole trade war, currency war, it's all really about the, the fall of the dollar. right? China wants to be number one. Yesterday, after the market closed, uh, this is what got gold running even more last night. The government announced... It's spending for the first 10 months of the year. So they really what they were doing is they were releasing the July numbers. And it was it was as bad uh, as uh, you could imagine. According to the Treasury Department, the United States has spent a record 3.727 trillion dollars in the first 10 months of the year. The spending, the government ran a deficit of $866,812,000,000, and we still got two months left. So you start doing some math, right? Last year they said the deficit was only, what, $778 billion? We, we've passed that and, and well on our way uh, to a trillion. It may be, forget about a trillion. We're, we're, we're staring at, what, 1.1 trillion? Maybe, maybe 1.2. Before this year, the most that the federal government had ever spent in the first 10 months of a fiscal year was 2009. Remember the bailouts? Even then, we only spent $3.5 trillion. We, we, we just spent $3.2. There's no war. Well, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq. Right? But there's, there's no major war, trade war. 
right? The economy, yeah. Again, we whatever you want to believe GDP is, three percent, two percent, whatever it is. Right? We're not in a recession yet. There's no inflation. Everybody tells you that. Why in the world are we breaking records when it comes to spending? And I'll tell you why. Because without this, it's not a recession. It's a depression. I'm going to draw some parallels between this one and the one in the 30s. You know, the one they called the Great Depression. That's coming up next. 800-951-0592. So... The deficit came in even bigger than expected for July. Uh, we're averaging, you know, you think about uh, first 10 months of the year, $880 billion, You know, we're averaging about $88 billion a month. But you got to remember, you have April and October in the first 10 months. Uh, of course, April, right, is the one year we run the big surplus. Uh, all the other months... We're running well over $100 billion a month deficits. Uh, so we are going to shatter uh, the trillion-dollar level uh, as far as the deficits go for the government. And and I, I'm starting to think about the Great Depression. And remember, they labeled this one the Great Recession, right? Technically, the doubt hit a high at 08, you know, so funny, the Dow hits this high, everyone knew it was over way before, and I kind of think about today, right, for for about the last, what, what would you say, eight or nine months, I've really kind of, I've gotten even more negative about this, and I've been talking about the slowdown, right, and when the Fed, remember when the Fed raised rates in December, and I told you what idiots they were, what are they looking at, I don't get it. Right, very similar. Right, you go back to '06 and '07. What was Ben Bernanke thinking when they were talking in August about raising rates, and by September they had a 50-point rate cut, and the bottom was going to fall out, and we had to bail everybody out? When you go back and you look at the Great Depression, the central bank was new. It's actually the third central bank that we've had in this country. Most of the time before that, we operated without a central bank and did pretty well. Of course, the money was gold and silver. You tru- Truly, there was no inflation. Forget, you don't have to make up any number. And it didn't matter if the loaf of bread got better. didn't matter if the motorcycle or the car was better hey we got better tires now or or we built the better engine or we got uh, brakes right it still cost the same didn't matter if they plumbing improved in the house uh, didn't matter if the size of the house grew house was a house cost the same See, and, and, and we were operated that way for 100 years almost. We had no debt. 
I mean, the, the debt that we had in 1933 uh, is like a, what, a little over $100 billion, and most of that was from World War One. We weren't running huge budget deficits then either. But here's where it gets interesting. Ray Dalio, one of the guys I tell you to, to pay attention when he talks. By the way, he says the opportunities in China now. I don't know if you heard that, but but that's a different show. And he says, this is like the Great Depression again. See, most people don't know their history very well. And the stock market crashed in 1929, and most people refer to the Great Depression in 1933 when they took away the gold, right, confiscated the gold from the citizenry, replaced it with paper, right? This was all part of the central banker's plan, right? How do you like it now, right? Now we got to report fake inflation. The, the money's not worth anything anymore. I mean, look at the bond market. The, bond, the, the yields tell you it's worth garbage. It's what they think. It's garbage. 1.6% on a 10-year note, garbage. And all of us know we're getting ready to go lower. But what most people don't know is they they want you know the history of it is uh, oh you know well we had the Great Depression they took the gold away and they fixed it and then World War II happened and we became the superpower of the world right that's kind of the narrative they want you to believe that's not true matter of fact not even close to true. They did the same thing then as they did today. Matter of fact, I'll say this. If if World War II didn't happen, we would not have a central bank today. We'd have got rid of it by then. But nonetheless, they claimed victory. Of course, they started the printing presses and all of that stuff and got rid of all the competition. Right? Think about how many banks. Over half the banks never reopened after they closed them for the holiday when they took the gold. Remember what I told you? I think it was last week I told you, we're down to like 4,500 banks. That's it. That's all that's left here. Reagan, during the Reagan years, there was 18,000. During the collapse, before the collapse, we still had over 10,000 banks. Half of them are gone. They're gone. All these little similarities. Back then, they said they fixed it. They started raising rates in 1937. Right? Look how good we are. See, what, what they don't teach you in history is, guess what? We went right back into the Depression. We went right back in. In the late 30s, we were back in it. And I got this horrible feeling that this is what we're looking at here. We really didn't fix anything. We spent a lot more money. They printed a ton of money. All the debt, all these things. Remember, they fixed it. They started raising rates, quantitative tightening, all of this stuff. And, of course, now they're going the other way. And, man, I hope it's not World War III. 
I hope that's not the case, but I don't know. It's getting kind of weird, isn't it? Final segment coming up. Final segment on this Tuesday. The Dow's up 400 points on, uh, well, call it what it is. We caved on trade, at least till December, right? Uh, everybody enjoy Christmas. Check in with us later. Uh, gold's down two bucks, fifteen oh two, fifteen oh three. Uh, silver's down nine cents, sixteen ninety eight. Uh, by the way, uh, both gold and silver hitting fresh new highs. You know, gold uh, fresh six year highs earlier this morning. Silver uh, the highest it was got to seventeen fifty uh, this morning. Get ready, guys. Gold and silver are definitely going to be heading higher. They didn't fix it. Now I'm starting to think, man. Are we repeating it again? I mean, have they gotten better? Maybe. You know, last time, uh, 1929, the market crashed. For us, the market crash was, what, 2008? They claimed victory, started raising rates eight years later. Well... What did we do? We claimed victory, started raising rates, and when did we start raising rates? Was it the end of seventeen? Pretty close, right? Maybe what? Maybe we went another year before we started raising rates again. And they've done a better job manipulating data. And let's face it: if we're going to spend one point you know they're going to admit to a 1.1 trillion but we know we know let's call it what it is one six one point seven trillion more than we take in maybe you can pretend you're out of it but remember up until today what the news was liquidity problems problems at the debt auctions our two biggest banks having to tell the Federal Reserve, hey, dummies, we can't buy all this stuff. You're going to need to launch quantitative easing for. Is that a recovery? And again, the only reason we really came out was because we went to war. And I'm looking at no trade war, currency war. Look at what's happening in Hong Kong. Look at what's happening in, in the Strait of Hormuz and all this stuff. I mean, is that where we're headed again? I, I, I want to be wrong on this one. And I, I, I do. But it is interesting. You know, maybe, you know, obviously it's not the, the, the exact, you know, eight years to the day or this or that, but it's very similar. The pattern was the same. The difference now is back then the debt was $120 billion. Right? We're going to have, the debt's going to be $23 trillion <laughs> before the end of the year. $23 trillion. And the problem is, in five years, it's going to be $33 trillion. In ten years, it's going to be, I don't know, $50 trillion? 800-951-0592. Uh, still have those, you know, the deal of the day, still those roll of quarters. I know yesterday they were at spot. So today you're, what, eight cents under spot or over spot? Uh, they're $122 a roll, 800 
951-0592. I don't even want to go to bed now. I don't, what's going to happen in the next 24 hours? It's a radio news hour. We'll talk again tomorrow.